When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Upper East Siders, Girls Room here. I'm Julia Gray and joining me is my frenemy slash co-host Drew Haskins. Hey bitch. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And what are we talking about today? That's one secret we'll never tell. Just kidding, I'm telling you right now, we're talking about the pilot of the CW's Gossip Girl. How, what how fun. Like our, how does everyone like our new intro? A work in progress, but Drew wrote it, and I think it, I really love Hey Upper East Siders Girls Room here. I think that's special. One of my long-time commandments in, is that inside every gay man, there is either a drag queen or a copywriter. That's beautiful. And I'm in the latter category, hopefully. I mean, I'm not saying that's good copywriting, but I'm also saying I've never done drag and probably don't have the face for it. I think you could do it. It would be nice, but I'm Um, not sure. I have a wide lower face in a way that is not very beautiful. No, you have a perfect heart-shaped face. Well, that's kind. Do you remember? I I don't know how you're going to take this. Okay. Okay. And I think I'm going to get the name right. Wait, I'm going to look. Blair St. Clair? Yes. That... <laughs> I feel like you could do a Blair St. Clair kind of thing. Blair St. Clair can walk out on stage in Vaseline and chapstick and look like a woman. I'm not sure if I'm at that well, no. stage. No. Maybe. I just, I, I feel like you could. I don't know. There's something there. You guys could be cousins, you know? Hey, I'll take that. I, I think Blair Sinclair has a beautiful look. Um, I had a very gossip girl experience before recording today. And I, I'm just going to say up top, I'm so sorry to everyone who is looking at this right now because we do have a lot of video content coming for you. I'm very sweaty today because I'm coming back from joining uh, Lincoln Park, Chicago's brand new pickleball social club away yep i am now in sort of a country club atmosphere specifically for pickleball that i am paying a redacted amount of dollars per month to do um i made friends with some 55 year old women today named karen and chandra uh and they kicked my ass and it was very fun and this is going to be my new hobby but that's why i'm i i look disheveled because i got my ass kicked by karen and chandra that's amazing. I'm. Do you have experience with pickleball, or is this? Are you new to the sport? So I do have experience with pickleball. I am a tennis player who is transitioning into a pickleball lifestyle out of necessity, somewhat because my neighborhood that I live in in Chicago does not really have a lot of public courts, and it is also cold here. Like I can't play year round. So this is. I'm like good at net sports. Pickleball is hard because I keep overhitting it. And I also haven't played since October. So I'm really rusty. So this is, 
I would probably get beaten by Karen and Chandra on a good day, um, but this was a bad day. I think you'll level up. Uh, you're you're rusty. You're used to hitting the thing harder with tennis. Yes. With I, my brute force. Yeah. I, I also feel like pickleball seems more social than like a tennis club. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, hey, if pickleball's social pickleball fun, I will do ads for you on this podcast because here are the list of amenities that you can uh, buy your way into. Right. Two full bars, a smoothie Whoa. bar, a coffee bar, food, um, nine different pickleball courts, and a pickleball party room in which you can play glow-in-the-dark pickleball. It is also extremely cheap for my membership level. I For a court rental, I can pay a very low amount of money for a court and get eight friends to come with me. That's pretty crazy. That's something. This is not an ad. I'm just saying if you live in Chicago and you're looking for something that is active, but also very fun, um, that also has Equinox level spas. They have keels. It's it's good good stuff. Um, consider social pickleball fun. And and you, you don't feel comfortable revealing the price at this time? So my subscription, my membership is $49 a month. That is so reasonable. It is reasonable. On top of my gym membership, I'm probably paying like an Equinox level package. Um, that small price to pay for a wellness. And, and you do have to pay for court rentals too, but it's fun. It's so worth it. I like pickleball. I know like I was such a pickleball skeptic for a long time because it is like, a, you know, you're, it's not very mobile. You're, it's an older person sport. Or, and I'm like, why wouldn't you just play tennis? But when you pick up that paddle... And you start hitting that wiffle ball around. It's hey, it's pretty fun. The world fades away. I um, I played tennis as a kid poorly. Yeah. And then I stopped. Was never good at any sports, if I'm being honest. And I want to do it again. I keep. I say every year. It's one of the things I say and never do is. I'm going to take tennis lessons. I'm going to go to the McCarran Park tennis courts and take those lessons. And I just keep looking at that price tag and thinking, well, I could do that. I could also not do that. Yeah. It's expensive. It's a buy-in for sure. But yeah, it's a buy-in. It's really fun though. Like it's I think. Sport is what they say. You can play it your whole life. I want to do it. You know what? And it's still early in the year. I can still I can still accomplish it as a New Year's resolution. Oh yeah. We're like three and a half months out till summer. You got plenty of time to on that backswing. On that backswing, you can figure out your budget to accom- accommodate your McCarran Park budget <laughs> lessons. Uh you'll be right a tennis pro the- by the end of the summer. I would really love to be. I mean, I'm it's something that I, I feel like I could be okay at. You know, like yeah. there are I have some sort of bod- bodily memory of swinging that racket. Well, I remember, so I took lessons too when we were in Potomac mm-hmm. at that tennis club that used to be behind Normandy Farm. That, here's a little Farm. Potomac talk for I, everyone. I did, the, I did lessons there too. Okay. We, there's a non-zero chance we may have taken lessons together and just like yeah. don't remember. 
that place all. that place haunted me i remember the smell vividly i remember being also do you remember being like behind the curtain where the balls yeah scary scary I'm, I'm just a nervous uh person and i think sports where balls are flying at you which i guess are most well, it's a projectile yeah yeah and i'm just not very coordinated i don't know i i, I don't give myself enough credit I, i've got something uh yeah i think everyone there's a sport for everyone i do believe that i'm good at skiing oh see that's something i would love to be good i see we're talking over it's the rich person sport hour literally i I love skiing and tennis and i used to take (laughs) lessons as a child behind normandy farms (laughs) welcome to like sporting club for girls like our new what, what's our other what What else can we oh uh, golf golf mm, no, no nothing i hate golf right. that's another thing i did take lessons out too yeah i we're I really have... telling on ourselves today <laughs> but like it's true and hey that tennis club is no longer there it's now a nursing home so that's yeah facts yeah. i mean we can't hide, hide the fact that we uh grew up in potomac and went to high school with none other than taylor Momsen. yeah we're on that later is do should we get into it? Because I'm really excited to talk about this today. I want to talk about it, but I, I first want to do do a tight five on the Super Bowl. Oh yes, we must. I Drew and I were texting during it. I thought Usher was great. You, I mean, I, we're not going to talk about the sports. That was boring as fuck. No, but. don't care about that at all. I thought he was great. I thought the staging was really crazy. But you made the admirable point that that's Vegas, baby. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. fun and, and fresh. I, I was like, okay, Cirque du Soleil. I, I thought it was super fun. Drew, you said it was like a bit, you said it was like sloppy, I think is, which fair. I thought the beginning was, I thought the rest of it was better than the beginning. The beginning was, there was just so much going on. Like I couldn't yeah. tell, I just couldn't rest my eye anywhere. And I think if the costumes had been more, homogenous instead of every single dancer being dressed like a different show girl or show person <laughs> then then it would have been better like the end was great yeah. I, yeah, I just I think I was so ready to be excited by something and Usher has hit after hit I I was just it was fun to to dance around the living room yeah. I will say I didn't catch someone said he fell i didn't catch that he slipped a little bit on the roller skates but you know my answer to that he's on roller skates like he's singing and doing choreo that's crazy let him him trip uh, it also did what i assume he wanted it to do which is i was googling usher residency tickets i think it's going to be done soon but i bet he'll extend it yeah, he'd be a fool not to, especially because he has a new album out too. I think this was a great advertisement for what he does as a consummate entertainer and also just as an ad for Vegas. Yeah, I mean, oh, it worked yeah. for me. I mean, he also sounded great. The hits were hitting. He took his shirt off and I literally flipped over my plate and I was like, <laughs> like um, that is, he's a hot guy. He's a hot, He's a hot guy. One hot guy. Also <laughs> physically hot too. He was sweating from minute four of thirteen. That was shocking. But 
again, the pyrotechnics, flames everywhere. Yeah. Rollerblade. It, just... it was a very cardio intense performance. Like he was dancing, dancing. He put on a show. I was, I was thrilled, honestly. And anyone who's, I mean, sloppies, I understand. I understand that critique, sloppy. I do not understand anyone saying he was bad or sucked in any way. I thought he was tearing up the place. He was great. I think the Alicia Keys of it all was funny. I thought it was hilarious that the NFL uploaded the performance to YouTube today Uh with her vocals corrected. Wait, really? I didn't realize. They auto-tuned her. Because that, I just, she, she figured it out, but that first note just like the little voice crack can i say something yes unkind of course i I have never found alicia keys to be an especially great vocalist i think she has wonderful songs and is a great performer but a singer she's not yeah no i wouldn't put her in in my uh top 50 even but 50 maybe a hundred maybe i i don't know where i'd put her but I I also don't come for me. Don't think she's a particular people love Alicia Keys. I don't yeah. think she's particularly interesting as an artist. She has I only know the hits. Maybe I only know the hits. It's a lot of yeah, the hits are hitting, but like, yeah, I couldn't name a lot of B sides. She has written hits I don't really like, if I'm being honest. I just don't mm. like that kind of slow adult contemporary. That's but fair. I, I think also... Fallen, If I Ain't Got You. Uh, uh, um, Try Sleeping With a Broken Heart. Now that's a banger. Unthinkable parentheses, I'm ready. She's got some good songs. I don't know. It's all too... Mm, I don't know. What um, do you think about Girl on Fire? The most hilarious song ever written. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> it's so funny. I also hate No One. Oh, I love that song. Talk about things when we were in middle school that had everyone in a choke fucking hold. Talking about uh, growing up in in Potomac, I remember being in Bloomingdale's with Sophie. Why would I say her last name? That there's no use in. Yeah, but I know who you're talking about. Someone. But I remember (laughs) Bloomingdale's with these girls who were just singing it so loud, and I was like, oh, and they all bought Juicy, and I didn't. Oh, Juicy. Listening to no one and buying Juicy, like that is such a 2007 ass experience. Oh, it is. Much like the show we're about to talk about, actually, also 2007. I I have one other thing about Alicia. Can she give it a rest with the I don't wear makeup thing? I was trying to look and see. I was like, is she wearing makeup? Is she... Is she doing her whole thing? I think she was wearing makeup. She's always wearing makeup. Even when she was doing a clean face, she was wearing makeup. She said she wear makeup. I don't believe that. I think she's using some sort of like, it, there are skin clarifying products Good point. that are not necessarily concealer foundation that I would still call makeup. Uh, like, yeah, but I don't know. I'm looking at some of these pictures and she does look particularly clean faced. Yeah, back when she was really freckly, like six or seven years ago when she was really on this tip, that was pretty clean. But I still I still think she was using some. Last night she was definitely in makeup though. She yeah, just had I mean, a very like natural beat. 
Totally. They're not going to let you on the stage at the Super Bowl without makeup. No, you need you need some sheen on you. Like, and she is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. I just think the hypocrisy of like clean cosmetics gets to me sometimes. Oh wait! Speaking of clean cosmetics, did you listen to James Charles's new single? (laughs) What? No. What is it? I feel like this is. We were talking about last week how um camping is something that we should have to pay while talking about if you get me started about (laughs) james charles and jeffrey and tati and all these makeup youtubers that is something that i think we should have to pay well to because like i cannot talk about james charles freely in a public forum so i'm actually gonna retract what i just said but if if you would like please go listen to james charles's new single it is awful um call me back i'm looking right now yeah his passion for music is something i wish he didn't have you know what not everyone has to has to sing he's been taking lessons though well that's the nicest thing i can say here oh my god i really am afraid okay i'm gonna listen to it later i don't like what i'm seeing i don't like the album art the I'm... art's bad he james charles is stuck in 2019 okay see now what i'm talking about now, yeah I, we're doing exactly what what we said we but wouldn't I, i'll 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 punctuate this by saying that we are approaching the five-year anniversary of the james charles tati westbrook jeffrey star by sister imbroglio five, five years five years um oh, and i I am on record and will put myself on record again as saying that that is the most interesting thing that has ever happened. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yep. Industrial revolution, no. <laughs> no, no Stone Age. Um, fuck railroads. That uh-huh. is the most interesting thing that has ever happened in recorded I, history. You know what? I don't think you're so wrong. I, I think, Yeah. I think you might be even right. It's it was a lot. It was really a lot to handle. Like that was Mother's Day weekend, twenty nineteen. My brother was graduating from college, and I was on my phone <laughs> during graduation. No, yeah, because I was like trying to figure out. What, well, maybe we'll do like a kind of a retrospective of this because I think the dueling apology videos are both. They're not on YouTube anymore, but they're definitely on Vimeo somewhere. So we'll have, I think we should watch them because they truly are like, you should be able to put them on Letterboxd. Like they're really (laughs) historical texts. Oh my God. Yeah. I, that, mm. and it was at my birthday dinner. Is that what? Yep. Is that right? Okay. a 39 year old woman getting mad at her 20 year old best friend it's uh it's the most interesting thing that ever happened but okay we should get into it though okay so we're trying some some different things with format we're going to play around with it i think the next few episodes and find a good balance and bear with us it's going to be fun no matter what but yes i think the general form of what we're going to do for this pilot episode is -hmm. we'll recap go through like a plot summary up top and then we'll go character by character in the Constance Billard report card 
we're grading our girls sort of Bo- boys and girls boys and girls uh sim- honestly it won't be very different from the girls format um because yeah. we're going girl by girl we're going we're, we're going girl by girl i think because gossip girl the show definitely has a different balance of plot over comedy mm-hmm. than girls does we're going to focus on this in plottier ways. Though they're not saying that this show isn't funny because it is very, it is. very funny. And we will be shouting out the comedy, the humor. But so, yeah. We'll, peek behind we'll the curtain. Oh, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, we'll, we'll try this and keep like trying different formats if we aren't yeah. satisfied. But I, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good too, and we're always open to feedback. You guys are very nice about feedback, so we'll 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 take comments. But yeah. if you have something rude or nasty to say, tell it to Gossip Girl. Don't tell it to us. Exactly. So peek behind the curtain. I did the doc for this episode, and I wrote a recap up top, but also once again use ChatGPT to rewrite the recap in the style of Gossip Girl. Which one should I read? Okay. Well, wait. So you wrote this one? I yeah, the one that you have highlighted right now. I then yeah, read this one. The the um, I, I don't know how I feel about ChatGPT. I feel like you you added your own little spin on this, or okay. you're you know what I mean. Okay, perfect. We're anti AI. This is this yeah. is what we've come in, and I can also going forward try to make this a little bit more gossip girly too, but. My creativity is stretched a little thin at 9.30 in the morning, so. Okay, pilot episode of Gossip Girl. Serena Vanderwoodson returns to Manhattan to the consternation of her former friend, Blair Waldorf. Serena had been in boarding school in Connecticut on leave from Constance Billard, but came home due to her brother Eric's suicide attempt. Blair ices out Serena from all social events due to her multiple transgressions. But Serena finds allies in the poor hipster Humphrey family. Jenny wants to be her and Dan wants to date her. But Serena is too busy staving off the affections of Blair's mopey boyfriend, Nate Archibald, who desperately yearns to rebel against his Upper East Side upbringing, despite the advice of his playboy rapist friend, Chuck Bass. Once Serena and Nate's affair comes to light, Blair declares all-out war on Serena. And throughout it all... Gossip Girl's all-seeing presence looms, threatening to expose the secrets of these badly behaved teenagers. XOXO Gossip Girl. I I love it. Okay. I I do feel like we should continue to do the recaps up top in the style of Gossip Girl. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, I don't think we can grade Gossip Girl herself every week, but we have I to pay we tribute. Could. We could. Because Kristen Bell's beautiful voice is something to behold. And and sometimes the snide comments are entertaining, hilarious. And sometimes she's uh, she does a weaker performance. And that's worth counting This out. is worth it. For yeah. today, though, I'm giving Gossip Girl slash Kristen Bell an A. Because she really sets the tone for this pilot so perfectly. Absolutely. What do you think about this as a pilot? I love it. Yeah. I, I, it's a bit, I mean, the whole show is just 
uh, very on the nose. So that's not, I'm not going to use that against it. If that makes sense. It's like, that's part of the show. It yeah. wasn't, I guess, overly table setty in certain ways. Um, very much explaining to you what's happening as it's happening. But just an iconic pilot. I yeah. I, I felt so so almost strange watching it. I've seen this pilot so many times throughout my or adolescence and young adulthood. I don't think I've watched it since I was like maybe in college. Oh wow. But I but before that I had seen every episode like at least three times. I was obsessed with this show. Same I know here. some of the words and I'm like mouthing. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm excited for that. I'm definitely not at a level embarrassing of that caliber, which that gives me something to aspire towards. I have seen the first season four times, probably. Because I watched this when it was airing. Because everyone did. Like this show was like from day one. You could, when we were in middle school, when this started airing, like people were like, are you going to watch Gossip Girl? Like it's, it's coming because people were in the books and that was what got everything. And like, I secretly as a little gay kid was watching it. Did you read the books? I've never read the books. The books were good. I that could them. be a fun companion piece to this. Cause that could be fun. <laughs> Though they're going to see me a 28 year old man like at the park reading like gossip girl like cecily von ziga's i would would stay away from you (laughs) it's a little uh in today's climate it's not great but um i i would definitely i would like to read the books to compare for sure because the this show has such a particular tone to it the plotting is very kids book and it's like and this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And there's a little bit, there's character development, but this was, I think, my first introduction to, like, the soap opera. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, so, so, it's so good. I, it really is. I mean, the thing is, I, when I say I've seen this show so many times, I've seen the first few seasons so many times. Yeah, I have not, I'm this- with you too. I've never rewatched four through six i usually stop after taylor mops and leaves when i do my rewatches because it really goes pretty downhill pretty quickly it's not it's not like unfun to watch it's just like it's so bad it's gonna we're gonna have to slog through it and make it fun honestly i feel like once we get to those seasons we should really kind of make a goof of it and like do drinking games or something like yeah. every serena has a breathy sigh <laughs> take three shots well she has a lot of breathy sighs this episode for sure that and that's her own knows how to breathe so can we get into her because i so i gave serena an a minus this week okay i didn't write mine down but i'm gonna go ahead and give her like maybe a C. I really Whoa. despise Serena. Okay. She really thinks her shit don't stink. And she did just up and ditch Blair. Sorry to be a Blair apologist, but yeah, you fucked her boyfriend and never talked to her again. And now you're showing up and just because you're blonde, you think everything's going to work out for you? I don't know. Yeah. 
But I think it's so funny how they treat Connecticut like it is like outer Mongolia on the show. That That is what's happening. Yeah. I, it's also important to canonically establish that within this podcast co-host dynamic, I am the Serena and you are the Blair. Yeah, I think so. I just, I, yeah, I'm a Blair through and through. I could never be a Serena even if I tried. I think I'm a former Blair who has like settled into Serena-dom mm-hmm. as I have gotten older. I find it pleasant to be here. I There's something... <laughs> Serena is a real asshole throughout a lot of this show. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I gave her an A minus because I really think the only faux pas she made <laughs> beyond uh, fucking uh, meat in flashback on uh, in like a truly inexplicable like warehouse bar. It looks like the hotel bar from The Shining where like Jack goes up and it's like the 20s ghost story all of a sudden like a shocking place shocking place to fuck at 15 drinking martinis um showing up to a party unannounced with like a backpack twice in one episode is bad no exactly exactly and that's why i cannot support serena like i don't know she's in it girl which is why i'm not giving her a lower grade she's like an icon but mm -mm, no girl sorry the rules apply to you the rules apply to you um serena's way of working through the world Mm -hmm. is and maybe this is just me thinking i've always thought of blake lively as a surfer for absolutely no reason like there's just something very like sir she is so california to me um her like kidnapping her institutionalized gay brother <laughs> and being like we're going to Bendel's because she had a really bad day at school uh-huh, so, exactly. like that is Serena that's just classic Serena I know and she's such a like idiot it's it's that kind of shit that that gets you on my bad list I mean no I guess she was doing the right thing I felt bad for Eric her uh brother who like made it had a suicide attempt and is now institutionalized but I don't know. She's so selfish. She's so selfish. But her... Serena was on the cutting edge of, like, therapy speak and, like, self-actualization when you're not actually self-actualized way before everyone else was. She says two of her catchphrases this episode. I love you, B, which is false intimacy. Like, she's gaslighty. Uh-huh. And then when she... When Nate, who... We'll get into Nate, because I have some thoughts about Nate, but... When she's like, that's the way things are supposed to be. Um, I love it when she says that. I just do. <laughs> I, okay, we should, let, let's go through some of these details. Like, okay. first, with the Grand Central scene, the opening. Oh, I, yeah. Like, goosebumps. Immediate goosebumps. goosebumps. Serena looking out the window longingly as young folks plays. I mean, I don't know. I, I love the opening of Gossip Girl, she's back and um, as Kristen Bell says, Melanie 91 has proof. <laughs> like, oh god, it's so iconic to me. Ugh. I was never really big into the AIM era necessarily, but like, I love the concept of screen names. Yeah. I mean, it's a lost art, the screen yeah. name. Ooh, fun, fun side note, um, or side question. 
what was your AIM screen name? I didn't have an AIM. Oh, you you started. No, that. I missed the whole thing. Wow. I was not really allowed online until like middle school, so I missed a lot of like the early era. Um, yeah, I was like late to Facebook, late to Insta, like um, nothing good on there. No, I've and unfortunately, like the pendulum has swung so far in the opposite direction as an adult that I'm like terminally online now. But um, for a few good years, I was reading books and and making colorful paper airplanes. Okay, I'm gonna <sighs> and playing outside <laughs> and playing outside. He says longingly. Yeah. Okay, I think what we need to do quickly is um, two truths and a lie. I've had three different um, screen names. I'm going to read four and you tell me which one's not true, okay? Okay. Okay, wait. Give me one second. Um, I need to come up with the one that's fake. Okay. 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 Are you are you ready? Yep. J Mac Girl one two three four five. Dead Barbies eight eight eight. Soccer Love twenty three. Ice Cream Girl ninety five. Three of those are real and one of those is fake. It's Soccer Girl's fake, right? That is fake. Okay. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't think he, she played soccer. <laughs> oh, I, I said that I should have thought. Probably the ice cream and dead Barbies. Sharp track to me. Like that is like absolutely the kind of like artsy goth adjacent shit that like that tracks to me. Ice cream lover. What was it? Ice cream love. Ice cream, there's ice cream girl. There's dead Barbies. And there's J Matt girl as in J- Jessica McCartney. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, okay, you know what I was listening to that I do believe will pop up on this show as well as a song? Yeah. Leaving. Great song. So good. And I I bet it will too. Um I yeah, there's so many good needle drops, which this we'll episode into- alone was well, we'll get into the end of it, but like the soundtrack on the show, Alex Petsavas, legend, oh legend, legend. And it just peak of her powers. This Completely. is so good. Um, um, back to Serena. Um, yeah, so she shows up at this party unannounced. She later kidnaps her brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, she ha- like has this run-in with Nate who thinks she came back to the city for him, but she's just, I don't know. I guess she's here back for reasons that are unapparent to me but yeah she's back under mysterious circumstances under mysterious circumstances um we find out that she slept with nate at a wedding while she was blackout a while back while of course nate and blair were still together yeah and blair doesn't know this but blair at the beginning of the episode is icing her out from the social scene because of the ghosting which is I will say I justifiable. Um, she was at like a Mongolian boot camp for for a year and didn't tell anyone. That's pretty rude. Um, this is also when we get the iconic Met Steps mm-hmm. social summit for the first time. A trope that this show will go back to many, 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 many times. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, they're Blair and her minions are talking about the kiss on the lips party. And uh, Serena approaches them and is told that she's like not invited because up until like a minute ago, everyone thought she was away at school. And uh, Drew wrote (laughs) that Serena doms her with an invite to the palace. Yeah. (laughs) Like you are coming to meet me for martinis and we are going to talk about whatever's going on between us. Um, I mean, it's this is uh, they just have such good chemistry. I do. Oh my god, they have such good chemistry, and they are yeah. perfect in their roles. They're so, um, forgive me, lived in. Like yeah. they're so real. I also one iconic line that lives in my head is Blair going, "Oh, like, do you want us to wait for you? It looks like you got a lot of yogurt left." Like <laughs> with Serena and her cup of yogurt. <laughs> like you got a lot of yogurt left yeah just calling out her dairy intake that it is it is quite cutty it's, uh-huh. it's so awful and then um, Kristen bell's like gossip girl voice cutting in she says like um something about their standoff and then she says or can these two hotties work it out another fantastic line read this is just the line reads maybe we need a section or a segment at the end called like best line read yeah we can we'll add these in see this is a living document you guys (laughs) like we're we're thinking on the fly i would also like to bring back hotties as a word that people say in 2024 because that is such 2000s culture that has completely fallen by the wayside completely um Okay, yeah, we talked about the kidnapping of the brother. Yeah. Um, she and Blair get martinis at, like, the palace bar. Um, insane 16-year-olds drinking full dirty martinis. Just what 15-year-old? Is it's drinking? New York. It, I guess. <laughs> but isn't, still, aren't you going to get, like, a daiquiri? Aren't your taste buds not quite evolved enough yet? No, these are like these are kids who are playing acting as adults who are also played by 22 year olds. So it all circles back to this idea that no one is actually a child except for Jenny, who is visibly 10 years younger than everyone else. Um, I just thought it was like I was not drinking martinis when I was 16 years old. Let's say that. No, no, no. I don't. I was drinking nothing unless yeah. I was able to get my hands on something at a party I wasn't invited to. I think the next, um, the other kind of stuff that Serena goes through is pretty intersectional with other characters. So we can kind of touch on the end of the episode when we get to someone else down here. Uh, yeah. But I just getting this out of the way, and I'm not going to repeat myself. Oh, this is not a Blake Lively shade podcast. Blake Lively is a fantastic actress, totally excellent in this role. History, history has looked very kindly on this performance. I think this performance got a lot of contemporary flack. And the prevailing notion is that Blake has what Leighton Meester deserved. Let's say this, they both deserved. They both deserve, but I... I don't know. I, I think I have more critique around that performance than you do. Mm. Get there. 
I just I made the most sour lemon face <laughs> like really ever made. I mean, I don't know. It's a her performance is a little flat, but so is the character. You know, like Serena's whole thing is a flat affect. I know, but it's so good. Like the way she talks, like I love it that she just vacillates between flat and at the end when she's screaming at Chuck, she gets so husky and like sig smokery. I yeah. just can't get enough. Fuck. And yeah. also props to Blake Lively last night at the Super Bowl. They cut to her more than Taylor. And she, her hair journey right now is so good. And I just want to say props to your mama. Props to your mama. Yeah, it was very interesting seeing that girl yeah. getting all the attention. Can we do Blair next? I have the, her out of order in the doc, but it feels very disrespectful not to do Blair next. Totally, let's. I'll um, just highlight them so we don't miss them. Yeah. Um, so how would you grade Blair as a Blair? You know what? I mean, I don't know. She, she It wasn't her best showing. I might I might give her a C as well. Okay. Maybe it's maybe a C plus. She was just embarrassing herself less embarrassing herself left left and right. Yeah, Blair was and I hesitate to use this word, but she was kind of a cuck this episode. This was what? this was not the strong Blair that we come to see in the next few episodes. Um I gave her a B minus because her her reading ability and shade is just perpetually on point. But between the mom stuff, like she gets fat shamed immediately at that party. Oh God! By I her mean, mom, who will be played by a different actress the rest of the I, show. I was just gonna say we need to point out that the woman who plays her mother in the pilot episode is never seen again. No, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I mean, and no one. I I don't know how they could have like handled that better. I guess they did what they could, which is replace her with someone who kind of almost sort of looks similar to the original actress but and then just I don't, I don't know so this was also a very common era for casting 35 year old women as the mother of teenagers and that is what happened here I think Leighton Meester is the oldest of the core cast the core young cast and this woman who I googled her name is Florencia Lozano Mm-hmm. was 36 at the time of recording when Blake oh Lively God. I believe was tw- or I'm sorry Leighton Meester was 22 21 that or 22 just... come on and the woman that they recast Margaret Collin who we will see later in the season is so good as Blair, Blair's mom like they should have yeah. recast like this was perfect but um immediately clocking your daughter as not fitting in her clothes and she looks like a big old sack like that's so rude in front of company looks amazing she she looks amazing and we'll get into that later too but um and that like nate doesn't nate's not into her either Mm -hmm. it's sad i mean it's kind of because her her desperation you can smell it you know i mean i don't know they're she wants Blair wants to uh have sex with Nate like because she loves him but also because she wants to prevent him from leaving her you know yeah seal the deal so he doesn't leave she's weaponizing her sexuality she certainly is like a queen um (laughs) they she like brings him into her bedroom during the party and then he 
leaps out of bed when he hears Blair's mom say, oh, Serena's back. Yeah. Flumps, the flips. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, um, when like Daffy Duck and those old Looney Tunes cartoons got too excited, he would go like, woo, woo, woo. It's, it's definitely Daffy Duck behavior. Um, yeah. Oh, God. I felt I, so bad another, for her. That's another lives in my head moment i think because they played it so much on the last week on as serena when he hears the anyway it doesn't matter yeah it's 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 a shame the other her other plot points we kind of talked about it a little bit with serena already Hmm. but she blair is definitely not the active character she's the passive character more so out of those two this episode she reacts a lot um we get yeah. a glimpse of her iconic entourage which changes a lot throughout the show but these That's two um isabel and katie farkas are great mm-hmm. and i googled where these two women are today isabel is this certified nutritionist who lives in colorado oh my god and katie farkas is a doctor she went to johns hopkins medical school what what kind of doctor do we know? I didn't see. It just said uh, she graduated from medical school. It's hilarious. I wonder yeah. how that Gossip Girl money was. Probably not great for a supporting character. It was the mid-2000s, though. Like, TV, this was a pre-streaming age, so everything with residuals and, like, she could have made money. Who knows? Imagine going to, like, get your yearly physical and, and that's who's giving it to you. Oh, I would legit switch practices to go to someone who had been even in one episode of Gossip Girl as my doctor. I I feel like I would immediately recognize her. Oh, yeah. I mean, because they're like iconic. They're just so iconically beautiful. I don't think in a lab coat they're giving the same as these outfits, but like, Being who's to say? Doctor, that must be nice. Yeah. Um, the big plot point, though. The what is her the big Blair plot point that doesn't involve Serena explicitly is her trying to fuck Nate, mm-hmm. and he curves her by telling her about the hookup. Oh, so sad. I mean, oh yeah. I mean that is after she and Serena drink martinis at the palace. Oh yeah. They they kind of make up. Serena really apologizes for not calling or texting the entire time while she was away. And Blair is, you know, takes her a minute, but she's like, you know, Serena says we need each other and Blair believes it. And then Blair tries to fuck Nate and she he tells her about their hookup, Serena and Nate's hookup. And yeah. Serena's on the outs again because... Of course she is. But then by the kiss on the lips party, which also that theme is never explained. <laughs> it's not at all. It's such a bad thing. I mean, I want to host a kiss on the lips party and just like not explain to anyone what it is and just see how people interpret it. But party. Um I by the time the party rolls around, she and Nate go to a diner and they like basically pretend like nothing happened yeah. classic wasp um Blair Waldorf 
truly, truly. Yeah, they're, um, I think they're eating sushi. They're on a date and he's apologizing. He says, you know, like, I, we'll get into why he asks for her back when we get into Nate in a moment. But yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, okay, sure. Can you pass, pass the soy sauce? You know, she, she's just very into the idea of being with Nate. And, you know, of course, she's still going to ice out Serena, but yeah. in the classic uh, double standard kind of way, Nate is scot-free. Should we get into Dan? Maybe let's do Nate next. Okay, let's do Nate next. Let's do a good point. Let's do Nate yeah. next. Um, um, well, I gave Nate a C minus. I'm not a big Nate fan in general. He's, I mean, to want to talk about bad actors. Serena's like a great performance of a lifetime compared to <laughs> Nate Archibald, who's what's his written name in real- Chase, Chase Crawford. Crawford. Yeah. Really hot guy, but you know. Oh, so hot. And I have heard he's on that show, The Boys, that people really like, that superhero show. And he's apparently great in that. Oh, maybe he took some lessons. This character is. There is such a grand soap opera tradition of these like mopey, like brooding, kind of popular boy loner types who yeah. don't say that much. And I've never found them all that compelling ever. Like in the OC, mm-hmm. like Ryan is kind of that guy. And I think like Nate's doing that, but a little, little worse. Yeah. There's not a lot going on there, um, no. but wait, where are we? Okay. Nate, he's in love with Serena, but stuck with Blair. Yeah. And, um, He starts to just feel like, this kind of existential crisis there's one point where he is talking to chuck in the park and he asks like do you ever feel like our lives are planned out for us and we're just going to end up like our parents and chuck has what this uh brief monologue that is another lives in my head quote um he tells him to smoke up because quote unquote, what we're entitled to is a trust fund and happiness does not seem to be on the menu. And then he says, and seal the deal with Blair because you're also entitled to tap that ass. It was a big time for tap that ass. Yeah. Right? Like that people don't say that so much anymore, do they? I have not heard tap that. Mm-hmm. in like a decade like that was gone almost before we were even in college yeah I mean absolutely I I just really love Chuck's commitment to this dirtbag bad boy character but we'll, I mean I, I guess that's kind of a controversial thing to say in this episode when he literally uh, assaults someone but we'll get into Twice. that <laughs> he assaults two people in 15 minutes 15 minutes okay we need to wrap up nate before yeah there's not that much to talk about with nate like the other kind of thread that they weave in this episode also props to the writers there's so much plot development and character grounding that goes into this episode and it's all done very well but like nate's yeah yeah nate's dad um is trying to do some sort of like corporate merger or deal brokering for Blair's mom. So it is in their best interest for Nate and Blair to reconcile, Mm -hmm. to make sure that the family finances are secure. 
foreshadowing right oh yeah and so nate's dad pressures him to stay with blair yeah and that is when we have the sushi scene uh nate saying well that's it you're you're just we're getting back together and she says yeah of course you are sorry and you don't have feelings for serena anymore yeah is not true but she would love to believe that should we get it well i don't know do we want to do dan or chuck Mm, let me see Maybe let's do Chuck, then Dan. No, Chuck, then Jenny, then Dan. Okay, that works for me. I Chuck, obvious NF. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, okay, here's what F I'm going to- F for felony. F, Chuck gets an F for felony. Who plays Chuck? Because he gets- Okay, we also should issue a disclaimer about this up top too. Uh-huh. He's, he is played by Ed Westwick, who is also an accused- Rapist and sexual oh. predator in real life as well. Okay. I forgot about that. I was going to give him a good score, but. He's now- a very good actor in this show and he's very talented, but like, we're definitely, we just should acknowledge that up top. Ed Westbrook is a bad dude. We are going to try to assess him in this show proper and Chuck in this show proper without talking about that every single episode but just getting it out of the way we know about it we are we he's a bad guy thank you for reminding we're just saying that here completely i don't even know if i ever really i i must have heard that so he got like me too'd and accused during like the height when all that was like really going down in 2017 and 2018 but because he's just simply not as famous anymore as he was at the time um he didn't get as much play but yeah we just need to like you know we're just saying we know about it for sure um i will say at the time i was so like i thought he was the hottest whoa yeah Okay, that's hard because I literally have written down on this doc horrible bangs. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I commented right back, hot to me, sorry. I, I Okay, I think Chuck and Dan were tied for me. Uh, yes. So yeah, we'll get into that. But Penn Badgley has been a long time, like, formative oh, hunk for me. Yeah, he is. That is a hot man. Yeah, um, beautiful man. Chuck is totally uh creepy from the first line when he says oh serena's back things are getting a little boring around here and then later saying serena looked effing hot last night he's just so cartoonishly gross yeah the two things that you need to know about chuck bass are that he loves money and he loves sex (laughs) and that is his whole character character that's him he's a total pig kind of a short king um and super super rich yeah the most 2007 moment of this episode was him in the like hotel kitchen like spooning a truffle grilled cheese Um, into serena's mouth yeah she he kind of um bribes her to spend time with him by uh, picking her up when she's drunk and hungry at this bar <laughs> after her whole conversation with uh, Blair and offering to make her a truffle grilled cheese. And yep. 
uh he knows she loves truffles <laughs> <laughs> who didn't it was 2007 we I, all loved it so so exactly 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 uh so he tries to seduce her in the kitchen and she's um try, like batting him away trying to get him off of her but he he continues and it's, it's yeah assaults her basically oh yeah no this is this is assault for sure um he also reveals that he like was watching her and nate hook up the oh. summer before and the flashback that they show it like pans up in like a beautiful crane shot from them hooking up and then it's him in a balcony going like oh yep oh god that i mean he perfectly embodies this creepy creepy guy oh yeah he Uh, is a snake he is yeah yeah horrible um and and then the other thing that happens at the kiss on the lips party he like attempts to assault jenny that's the who we'll get to um and and uh when he is caught and ripped off of her he says what it's a party things happen yeah crazy i mean yeah he's just uh classified characterized immediately as this total like rapist dirtbag yeah they go really heavy on there is a world in which this is rewritten to soften his character a little bit uh the first episode because it's really hard like i I don't think the show can fully come back from making this character who is ultimately not really a spoiler redeemed somewhat in the end um he is a a double sexual predator the literal episode huh seriously i mean yeah they did do a good job of making us forget like by the time like everyone was rooting for block block blair and chuck block block i guess um so i don't know i don't remember how they gave him his pivot but jesus yeah Yeah. big big jesus um and especially in a post svu environment it's crazy that this happens to while um okay should we move on to uh jenny and then Dan. Yeah, let's do Jenny, uh, our former classmate. Oh wait! Oh no, you okay? So you gave Chuck an F. Yeah, I, I F for, yeah F for bad things, but F for felony for sure. Yeah, I think I'm giving him an F too. F for freak, felony freak, <laughs> says the judge. That's uh. Um, so Jenny was a, a straight down the middle C for me. Okay. Yeah, I. I think I'll give her a C as well. Um, she's trying to get on Blair's good side and get in with her crew by basically being like the minions minion, you know, like she is doing favors for Blair's minions. She's, yeah. Like, wasn't she doing calligraphy for the kiss on the lips party? She was doing calligraphy. She was handing out the envelopes. She doesn't get to sit down on the met step. She just takes notes while everyone else is talking. Like it's very um in Devil Wars Prada being the second assistant. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Is, <laughs> um, the minions, I love minions. minions. The minion minion and she is so kind of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and optimistic about it and thinks she's going to get in with them until the whole thing with Chuck happens. But before that, 
she has a fashion emergency <laughs> oh my god and she she's trying on this dress that i don't i didn't recognize it was bendel's with bendel's okay yeah. no one didn't recognize it um she is trying on a red dress at bendel's and texts dan that she has an emergency dan's her brother i think we've established that um and he he comes to her rescue and of course it is uh you know not an emergency as as we see but serena runs into them as well and tells her that it would look better in black i don't know this is such a stupid little moment i like this this show is filled with stupid little moments. Yeah, like there's a lot going on every episode and not all of it is important or good. Like, yeah. we're, we can acknowledge that. Exactly. Um, also hilarious to see the like 25-year-old Amazon Blake Lively standing next to a very visibly preteen Taylor Yeah, absolutely. Just like in no world is that like a junior in high school and a freshman in high school that no. is that is not that is not the stark difference we're seeing in uh throughout the high school grade system yeah jenny the interesting thing about jenny like i mean you know the her victim status at the end is very sad and like it's good that she gets away relatively unscathed yeah considering the circumstances but her, she will always be sort of the like dumb third point of the triangle between yeah. Serena and Blair. And this episode sets her up pretty well as like a go between between the two. Mm-hmm. Like she's the one who kind of gets Serena invited to the party. Yeah, exactly. She's she aligns herself with Serena, um, which for reasons kind of unknown. I I mean I guess like serena is the it girl and she see she blair is clearly a bitch everyone knows it and serena's kind of this ethereal like nice girl popular girl beauty you know like she's why why wouldn't she try to be her be her yeah. friend and notice that like serena's kind of vulnerable here so you know jenny has something she wants which is an invite to this stupid party, even though she could go without an invite, it'd be fine. And it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. They, um, I guess, yeah. So she ends up assaulted by Chuck, but uh, Dan and Serena come to her rescue. Yeah. Which brings us to Dan. Oh, and um, Jenny wants to be a clothing designer. She, <laughs> oh, yeah, she like sews her own clothes. Yeah, she she sews her her dream dress. Um, but who cares? <laughs> who cares? Yeah, I that whole plot. I don't need to know a thing about that. Right. But really, you have to remember that we were in a time of Project Runway in two thousand seven, so everyone was home sewing things. Everyone was. Everyone wanted to be a fashion designer, or at least said they did. Yeah. Um, but Dan, <sighs> lonely boy. Lonely boy. They, I have never really liked that as the like Gossip Girl's little epithet for him, especially um, given what ends up happening. Don't wait. Let's not honestly. Let's not spoil it because oh some, no, we're not going to spoil. We won't spoil it. 
okay. we won't spoil it um that was as vague as it was gonna get like that was vague no, no one knows anything oh, yeah. um I gave Dan an A this episode because he was kind of the hero I compl- he was a hero and he had some funny lines I he's yeah. I love when he's clever annoying sarcastic New Yorker reader high school boy you know I also want to shout out the tie between our new chapter and our old chapter. Penn Badgley is married to Jemima Kirk's sister, Don, though. No way. Yep. Who's a doula. Oh, of course he's married to a doula. He seems like, yeah, he seems like he'd be married to a doula. That's all. I love him. I would take maybe an inch and a half off of those sideburns, but I love him. Uh, Oh, yeah, the sideburns. I would like to give him a big smooch. Very cute. Um, He's obsessed with Serena. Serena, like, doesn't know who he is. No. Um, Of course. He's been in love with her since she said hi to him at a birthday party or something. I don't know. Um, But you, he just has some funny lines in this episode. He's taking the bus to school and is behind Chuck and Nate throughout their you know travel journey on their way to school um and Chuck asks he says like are you following us or something and Dan goes no we go to the same school what the the matching uniforms weren't a tip-off like I don't know he's just he does a good job of being this kind of snarky you know he's a loser and he's uh not afraid to talk back to the cool boys no this show's treatment of class is absolutely fucking insane too because dan and jenny are treated as if they are unhoused people oh my god when they they just live in brooklyn in this gorgeous loft might i add gorgeous like we'll get into rufus um in a second but like their dad is a successful musician with like hit songs from the 90s like he's not like i don't know not that (laughs) yeah i don't know i exactly rufus um I hate Rufus. We'll get into him later. But I hate Rufus. <laughs> uh, worst. Um, so Dan starts to hang out with Serena. I don't remember how they wind up. I guess they run into each other. Is that it? Or- yeah, they. I don't know why Dan Awkward. was at the hotel, but they run into each other in the lobby of... No, here's what it is. Jenny, like, tells him that she's staying at the Palace Hotel and she he should go you know hang around the lobby and try to so he does stalk her and then they end up hanging out well it worked (laughs) don't try that at home kids but it does work if you're if you're as hot as pen badge yeah which i guess is the premise of the show you i guess it is so he had some experience playing um that's awesome good there is a pipeline from dan humphrey too in terms of like journalistic voyeurism and like creepy little brooklyn behavior that is dan to the guy for sure um i'm learning that dan humphrey lived in um dumbo which is a very expensive yes uh let's see they also Okay, well, we'll look into this later, but some now someone's saying Williamsburg. Either way, they had a gorgeous loft, and... Um, yeah, they're, I mean, they're not living in Flatbush, is no, what we're saying. They're not. they're not living in Bushwick. And 
he stalks Serena and then they hang out and go to Rufus's band's show, Gag Me With a Spoon. And then they go to save Jenny Humphrey from Chuck's evil clutches. I don't remember. I think he... He gets a text from Jenny that's like, help, emergency. Is that yeah, what because Jenny texts a lot in all capital letters. She loves to do that. And yeah. and I, I guess maybe the 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 Bendel's scene was to establish that she loves texting emergency. And so maybe he wasn't going to take it seriously and then did. But I don't think that was necessary. Yeah, definitely not necessary because we... Yeah, the, it was flab, but otherwise pretty good. I mean, this pilot's pretty close to perfect. I agree. We need to... Oh, sorry. What? No, well, I was just going to say this. The other scene that I could have taken taken or left was uh, the Rufus and Lily. Okay, yes. All. Yes, let's, let's get to Rufus and Lily. Oh, my <sighs> God. But what okay, I, so one of these people is much more iconic than the other. Let's just say that. I, and, and it ain't Rufus, I'll say that. No. Um, what I couldn't have done without is Lily saying croissant when she, uh, is, she comes to Serena's brother, also known as her sons, um, (laughs) (laughs) wherever he's staying, the like center that he's staying in and Serena wants to take him to brunch and she says, um, a better idea is that she goes down the street and picks up some croissant and that's all (laughs) i just like the way she said it yeah that was definitely justifying the b minus i gave her in my mind um because the rest of it is kind of lame i mean she's hiding eric's suicide attempt from the world um out of waspy shame um she like is you trying to get Serena to use like the kiss on the lips party as her like debutante ball almost, even though it is Blair's kiss on the lips party. She's very concerned with how people perceive her and her family. Yeah. Um, she also clearly has this history with Rufus, uh, which they discuss on a phone call and doesn't love that dan and serena are hanging out because yeah i guess isn't that a little creepy (laughs) yeah it is i there is like a quasi incestuous thing there even though it's not incest it's just generational romance right but still feels wrong yeah i hope no one takes that pull quote out of context it's not incest it's just generational romance i'm sorry that's going to be clipped and um shown to the police <laughs> well no i, I that's think... all folks <laughs> been, uh, yes, i will be replaced end... next episode the end of girls room yeah but before we move into our final segment we need to uh talk about rufus whose band is in rolling stones top 10 forgotten bands of the 90s which i'm sorry how does he have money what does he do i don't he's a gallery owner now but he was in a band that's like very clearly modeled off the goo goo dolls um okay so i it was like a 
band that made money though yeah well. it made money it was like a one-hit wonder band from the 90s okay. um oh, he's a gallery owner like still don't know how you're supporting two children in new york city but i guess no, especially because his wife i don't know if they're divorced or if she just like bounced because she was tired of his like leather necklaces and just like him looking like jack johnson all the time but it sounds like it was that because he still believes that she's going to come back. She says something like that, or he says something like that to Dan at one point. Like, she's going to come back. Like, you know, your mom, she's always been a free spirit. Like, dude, Jesus. That's... Get a grip. Get a grip, man. Don't yeah. I don't. I gave him a C minus, which I think is just going to be the perpetual Rufus grade. Like, I'm a D. That guy, that guy stinks. He I does also... stink. He's so hot, though. No, not to me. Mm. No, doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I kind of like. Um, there's something about like a, a guy who could play hacky sack that. Sure. I'm like, hello. Hey. I don't know. There's something about. Mm, I don't know. Very yeah. unattractive. I get I get it he is a useless man and that is not that that spirit really jumps off the screen I I totally understand where you're coming from with that I wonder how tall he is because he reads very short on screen let's look this guy's name is Matthew Settle by the way which is not a star's name Matthew Settle height his face is also just like he has a the face of a weak man I don't know oh he's 5'10 that's not that's not good that's my that's my height i mean it's a fine height but not for this guy do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i i feel like this man needs to be either six foot or like five seven yeah yeah that makes sense to me that that would make sense more because of acting like actors are always either those two things to be five tens to tweener you don't want to be a tweener I mean, not you, like you, you are meant to be your height. This guy has. But I'm not in performing arts. Still, just like as, as a person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like this guy needs to either like have the swagger of a short king, the swagger and the build of a short king or the mm, mass of a much taller. A mass of a much taller man. Yes. You <laughs> okay. Know I. <laughs> His shape is wrong. I 100% buy that. And like, think of it this way. Like, Jacob Elordi would not have the same impact or gravitas that he has if he were 5'10". Okay, see, listen to this. But if he were 5'7", he might. Do you know Yeah, what I-, I agree with that. That, that 100% tracks me. Like, he, he's like- an uncommonly beautiful and charismatic short person, which is yeah. a short king. That's the definition yeah. of short king. Okay, I'm now learning that timothy chalamet is 510 which works for him he's maybe the one in betweeny that like yeah but he's also so skinny that that's what like his waist size i sound like tyra banks his waist <laughs> size is what jumps jumps out to the eye um for sure. yeah it's also it it suits his anyway <laughs> he's the twink king he's the twink king but and he shouldn't be shorter anyway <laughs> no and if he were to if he were taller he'd be a beanpole yes and that wouldn't work no not at all so this is our um biology <laughs> corner 
We'll be doing. We'll be ranking them by height every week. <laughs> in order. You know and, who else is five ten? Blake Lively. Interesting. Yeah. How how tall is Mr. Penn Badgley? Let's see. So now we're just doing. Maybe five we should nine. publish a little graph with our episode. That's a or real... this can be one of our TikToks. He's five uh, nine. That tracks to me. Okay, I, I'm going to need a diagram right now, but like how they have in pediatricians' offices or in biology textbook, where it's like the lizard coming out of the water and then it becomes the the caveman. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, this is surprising. Ed Westwick is taller than Chase Crawford. Okay, we're moving on. Okay, we're moving on. So we have we have final segments again. Um, do we do we want to? Do you have a best line read? Because we can add that one too. I don't have it on the doc, but okay. Let me let me look at my notes because I definitely do. Yeah, mine would be the yogurt one. The yogurt one is really good. And would you read it again for us? Yes, I will read it again. Um, hold, please. Where did I put it? I'll cut this. Maybe. Maybe I won't. It's, I can't find it. It's up here. Wait, look. It's in this comment. Oh, here we go. Okay. Want us to wait for you? Looks like you've had a lot of yogurt left. That's so good. What I mean, be? so good. Oh this, my God. This one is um, kind of an unexpected one because. It's about the line read. It's not about the line itself. It's when <laughs> Jenny says that the dress she's trying on at Bendel's is like more than half their rent, but quote unquote. But I think I can say something like it. She says so in this confusing, like almost a Pittsburgh accent. Yeah. And once again, like- let's emphasize she is from where we're from. We don't talk like that. <laughs> I think. It was probably just like, you know, when you say something and for some reason your pronunciation flubs for a word, it was like, they didn't want to reshoot it. She just yeah. said something like it. <laughs> it's like, you know, you want to. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just the words didn't come out of her mouth correctly. And no, that, but it was a wonderful acting choice. <laughs> it was. I think I can say something like it anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Needle drop of the week. Um, okay, so Needle Drop of the Week is the best. We have to highlight the soundtrack here, and we pick the best song from each episode that we want to shout out. For me, this opening montage of the subway and all these characters in Grand Central Station to Young Folks by Peter Bjorn and John is so iconic. It had to be this. It just, it had to be this. It did have to be that. Um, so good. So good. Even mm-hmm. the just the opening beat of it with the switching shots of New York. It's so good. Yeah. And it also captures the tone of the show pretty well because it is like, there are big mass market pop songs in this episode, like The Way I Are by Tim Boland featuring Carrie Hilson. But like this show has such a kind of cool, not quite hipster, but just like cool kids sensibility, very internet cool kids sensibility that like, this soundtrack really drives home. And this this song couldn't have been a better choice. It's just like, this is what the show is. Completely. I, what did you pick? Okay, I will admit that I saw Needle Drop of the Week listed in the doc a little late. So I started listening for it 
a little late in the episode, but okay. I really love Hang Me Up to Dry playing during Nate and Blair's date at the sushi restaurant. Yeah. When they're having this very tense moment. I don't know. I thought it was a good choice and great choice. I always forget that song is as old as it is, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, old that's War a- Kids. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, it's a very moody choice and suits the moment very well. 100%. I feel like that song is going to be like the millennial. That is like a millennial dad rock song. Oh, completely. Yeah. Okay. Outfit of the week. This speaks for itself. Um, I, so I, it's going to be very hard for me not to give this to Blair Waldorf every week, but her black lace and hair bow look is, I think, once again, very, very, very iconic character styling. Like you see this, this waspy, like American girl doll, and you're like, oh yeah, that's Blair Waldorf. She's the queen bee. Totally. I mean, I agree. And yeah, Blair's sort of a style icon for me. I, I really, I love her looks, but one look I will never forget is Serena in that kind of gold champagne tulle poof dress dancing on top of the bar before she and Nate hook up. Her like crazy girl rebel look. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. Yep, iconic. We'll never forget. In such a good study in contrast between like Blair, who is literally tied up with a bow, Versus this like exploding gown or exploding dress that Serena is wearing. Like, yes, it that... would be good to interview the costume person. For... Oh, we must. The guy, I think his name is Eric something. Don't quote me on that. But like, he was everywhere during this time. He was doing interviews with like Gawker and like every 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 major publication. I think he was on Project Runway as a guest judge in one episode um deservedly like his his work on this show is like i think uh, arguably defined an era of style yeah for the majority of like, I like east coasters i will say yeah blair waldorf four was huge i mean yeah. honestly mostly blair i i remember me and uh my aforementioned friend sophie used to like go to the mall and want to dress like blair and serena that was like a whole yeah a whole thing and i'm i'm sure we weren't the only girls in america doing that <laughs> no like the the visual language of this show is just it's so singular and you can even tell that from the pilot like that it, it just we've said it already but like this is such a good pilot because you know exactly what this show is you do you know oh god what a show what a Um, show so one other segment i was thinking we could do and i have it on the dock here but because we like talking about other things that are not just the show we're talking about we could give an xoxo of the week which is a cultural thing we want to recommend that is not gossip girl related i think that's very fun yeah just a little brief little blurb because there's a lot of good, cul- well, I think we are in decline as a society and a culture right now. Mm-hmm. 2024 is a bad Correct. year so far. I think it's a horrible, horrible, horrible year. Um, but there are things, there are little pockets of light. And for me this week, 
um, I would like to recommend the band Liquid Mike. Love it. Love Liquid Mike. Uh, they are a Marquette, Michigan-based power pop punk rock band. Uh, their front man is a mailman. Their new album, Paul Bunyan Slingshot, I have had on repeat for two weeks now. It is wonderful. If you like Blink-182 or early Weezer, um, Letters to Cleo, check out Liquid Mike. Great stuff. Wow. I I love this segment idea. Um, I didn't think much about it, but off the top of my head, um, this album that I listened to by a band that I like have only recently heard of called ms paint it's called Post- oh yeah yeah have you heard this album i haven't heard the album but i've heard songs of there before my friend michael eichner shout out to michael eichner who guest curated um one of the crisis twink radio hours that i did while you were gone is a huge ms paint fan yeah i mean honestly it's such a cool album it's like kind of post hardcore ish um punky it's just fun i don't know i i i don't often find new music that I'm excited about, but yeah. I love this kind of um, like it, this post post punk genre and this kind of group of musicians like Military Gun and MS Paint. And oh, yeah. Same like kind of sub group drug church. But yeah, I don't know. Some exciting music coming out of that scene, I guess you could call it. I, I think Liquid Mike is of a piece with the bands you just mentioned. So I think you would like that for sure. All right. I'll check it out. Okay. I think that was our episode. That was a great episode. I think we we really did it. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think about the format. I think it worked pretty well, but we can, we'll be tinkering with it for the next few weeks. So um in the meantime follow our tiktoks because we are making tiktoks very actively now um at julia gray okay is that the account that's it and once we have i think more more content to show for i can make a new like specific account for yeah or we'll we'll figure it out you know we'll figure it out this is a new thing for us um so but it'll be fun and we're really excited to be on this journey this show is so fucking fun to talk about like already i could have gone for another like half hour just talking about this pilot um but we'll have to save it for next week um we will be back next week for episode two uh with an extra special guest uh who we will not reveal but he's a gossip girl historian so that'll be very fun honestly Um, the episode two is so good it's the brunch right oh it is so (gasps) good oh my god just like this whole season i'm I'm scrolling through the episodes right now this is a perfect season of television it's 18 episodes long but is somehow all killer no filler like once again we'll say there are scenes in each episode that are just like stupid as hell but this is a very well plotted season of television and it goes places you will not believe. Well, yep. Gonna be awesome. Well, uh we'll be we'll be back uh next week. Um XOXO Drew. <laughs> XOXO Julia. Wow, that's kind of fun. <laughs> so fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye.